Welcome to the Inspiring Leadership podcast series. This is aimed for you aspiring leaders, whatever level you're at, whether you're beginning out in your careers as managers and leaders, whether you're in middle ranking roles, or whether you're CEOs and chairman of boards, there's always something we can all learn. And it's particularly the skills, stories, tips and techniques that you can pass on to those you lead and your teams. Hello, I'm Jonathan Bowman-Perks and welcome to my favourite time of the week. And I'm very lucky to be here with the Lord Mayor of London, William Russell. And we're here in Mansion House. And William and I are just going to be talking about inspiring leadership as part of the series. So William, we were talking earlier about who's inspired you. Who would, who would be in your journey through banking and, and all the many roles you've done? To, to be Lord Mayor, who's been an inspiration to so you? So I think, I think the person who comes to mind is when I joined um, Merrill Lynch in 1992. Uh, the, one of the, my, my sort of direct boss was actually someone called Jack Gibbs, but above, and he was pretty inspirational as well. And he did it in a, in a very uh, sort of laid back way. And I always think that's a, that's a good style. You can get the best out of people by, by, by being, uh, being reasonably uh, not, not in your face, so to yeah. speak. But uh, the, the direct person was someone called John Owen. And John, John Owen sadly has passed away. Um, but he was always there for you. Uh, particularly, you know, I was a young man in my 20s um, and um, you were do I was doing um, US um, equity sales at Merrill Lynch and if there was ever an issue, you could always always say, you know, John, you know, any advice here? Um, he was a wonderful Lancastrian and um, and he, he just was one of those leaders who, I think leadership is, uh, you know, there's some leaders who shout from the rooftops. He wasn't. He was very humble, and uh, and he did it in a very gentle way. And I mm. think you get more out of people by controlling them yeah. rather than the forcing. Yeah. And That's so um, it would be fair to say that John and his son Robert Owen, uh, Rob Owen, who I, I don't see very often, himself is, a, I'm sure, has learned from his father, mm. and he's now in charge of a, of a prison charity and wow. uh, has been very, very successful as a, as a top top man himself. So. Good. And, and you also talked about closer to home with family. Who, who inspired you? So closer to home... Um, I mean, to be frank, my mother and yeah. my father. So my real father died when I was was one at the nineteen sixty six World Cup final. Wow, Jeff Earl scored the winning goal, and uh, and he died. My mother remarried later, uh, when I was four. So my dad, my stepfather, is really my my um, my dad, so to speak, and he's still alive, age eighty nine. My mother sadly was killed in a, a car crash in India. But my mother in was a, was an inspiration. Um, because she, she, where she led, uh, her values were very much around, you know, we're in a very fortunate position, um, you know, well-educated, and you need to give back. And mm -hmm. that give back uh, thing is something that's come across, and I've never forgotten when she was in charge of uh, leukemia research for a year, and she was determined to raise 365,000 in a year, and she wow. did. And back in 19, the 1980s. Um, and that, she was an inspiration, and, and just her whole manner. Uh, and then my father as, as, as well has been he's been wonderful and and they've been um, great uh, influences on on all of the family and it's those family values which are, yeah. which we're very we're and you've kept them us. now yeah. yeah yeah and and what about um, tips that you'd give other leaders who who are here you know what what would what, over the years what have what have you picked up and you found has worked uh, has worked well so my tips um, do you know it's very simple. Mm. It's it's called please and thank you. All right. And in life, if you um, are polite to people, 
and you treat them in the right way, you'll get the best out of them. And you must know that in yeah, your yeah. army. But, um, and funny enough, another person I will mention who about 15 years ago was, was, uh, was way ahead of everybody when it came to talking about well-being and happiness was Anthony Seldon, Sir Anthony Seldon. And at the time, people laughed at him. But actually now everyone's looking at the mental health world. Yeah. And Sir Anthony Seldon was, uh, was, was, was way ahead of his time. Um, and I remember listening to him about 10 years ago, or even uh, uh, 10, 12 years ago, and he mentioned the please and thank you, and I thought you were absolutely right. Hmm. So you're, uh, um, those please and thank yous, starting and ending, and just yeah. is so much appreciated. Hmm. And then people, when, when you need that extra bit, from from your people that are working for you, um, they'll remember that. Yeah. They remember, you know, here's a nice person who hasn't sort of, you know, um, got cross or anything. And and that's one of, I mean, from a from a, I'm very fortunate in in that that, that I rarely lose my temper. You know, I get stressed and I'm very competitive, but. I think that you know, if you do it in a gentle way, you'll achieve a lot more. So yeah. that would be uh, be one of my tips. Uh, and staying with the, the please yeah. and thank yous, that, that there's a whole body of research around gratitude and attitude yes. of gratitude, and uh, it makes a, a massive difference. And then we were talking earlier about um, you know, inspiring leaders do also admit you know when they've made mistakes yes. and they uh, they learn from them. And uh, I'm always worried when a, a CEO or a leader says, no, I've never made any mistakes. What would be, what would be your thoughts? Um, we all make mistakes. And I've made many investment mistakes. And when you make those, you have to learn from those mistakes. Um, it would be fair to say that the person who has, who, who has been very good at um, behind the scenes is, is my wonderful wife, Hilary. We've been married over 30 years. We've, we were at Durham University together. And uh, and she is she's been incredible. So even now, as Lord Mayor, uh, if there's a, you know, I think I've made a fine speech, and um, and and she says it in a very lovely way. She says just you know maybe a bit slower next time, which is her and and that is uh, that's incredibly helpful. And and the whole mayoralty for me is a, is such a team effort. And mm. I could not possibly have have got here without without Hillary's commitment and help and advice. And I think it's it's good to have that. That person, and in some cases, it may not be one's wife. It may be another mentor or, or close friend. But having somebody that you can bounce ideas and can say to you in a in a in a in a, in a good way. Um, by the way, you know, I think I'll just change this a little bit or do that. And I think that's very important. It's a real skill. You're right, and you you are very fortunate with Hillary. It's a real skill to catch people doing things right, um, and and say, and have you also thought about you know, so what's worked well, and even better yes. if and. Uh, uh, if people say, yes, you've done a great job, but, you don't hear anything after the but, mm. but if you've done a great job, and have you also thought of, of adding yeah. this bit on? I think that's good. Well, it's praising first, Very and then so. just at the end, by the way, if I was to change anything, you did brilliantly, but, that's a new absolute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and if there was a, a final tip that you would give, you know, that you've learned about leadership over the years, that you'd pass on to to people who are listening now, what would, what would be an extra tip? So, my, so the final, the, the tip I was, and I, I gave this when I was speaking at um, the Department of International Trade to hold all graduates, the final tip, which I've sort of uh, kept to throughout my life, is, um, is, you know, if you're asked anything, always go. Accept every invitation you possibly right. can. Wow. And the reason is very simply, you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. And that meeting can change maybe your life, yeah. but more importantly, 
you can change someone else's life. Yeah. And one of the things I've learned about the mayoralty, probably the most powerful thing about the mayoralty, is that soft convening power where you bring people together and you can change people's lives. And my, if you can just have that effect in a positive manner, wow. uh, then that's something that, uh, so that would be my, my tip. Try, yes. try to go to everything because you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, Lord Mayor, thank you very thank much you. indeed. It's thank been you really, really interesting being thank with you. you. Thank you. Hello, I'm Jonathan Bowman Perks, and welcome back to my favourite time of the week, where I'm here in the Mansion House with the Lord Mayor of London, William Russell. And uh, William, uh, thank you for uh, making time to share your experiences uh, with other people. Uh, congratulations, firstly, on becoming the Lord Mayor of London. Wh which number are you, and, and how long are you in? So I'm the 692nd wow. Lord Mayor of this great city. Uh, yeah. I would point out that there have been over 800 Lord Mayors, because it dates back to 1189. And uh, I always say that there's a very famous Lord Mayor called Dick Whittington, who yes, was Lord Mayor yes, four times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's been a, a whirlwind. Um, five weeks in, I've visited uh, the regions, and in my tenure, I've been the first Lord Mayor to, to go to the regions early on. And I think that's okay. a very important thing to have done. Do you mean uh, the regions all over the UK? All, yeah, so I've done um, Leeds, Manchester and Belfast. Wow. Um, and I'm going to, in the new year, do uh, Durham and Newcastle, which of Good. course I'm in Where you're at university Durham. in Durham? Yeah, yeah. and then um, Birmingham, uh, and then we'll do Cardiff. Good, because so people all... have the mis misconception it's just London. But of course, it's way bigger than that, isn't it? Way bigger than that. I mean, I am the ambassador for financial and professional services for the whole of the UK that wow. employs 2.3 million people. And the reason why I went to the regions was because I'd just come back from my first trip to San Francisco and Mexico, mm. was it was a bit of a call to action. Yeah. A call to action to say, you know, particularly around fintech, which as you know, is one of the biggest uh, areas for the city, employs over 76,000 people. But the ecosystem we have in fintech isn't just here in no. London. It's around the whole of the UK. And we have fintech envoys for Scotland, we have fintech envoys for, for, for Northern Ireland, and a fintech envoy for North England. And I mean, it's, it's a very exciting area. So it's been, uh, it's been a whirlwind, been fascinating. Um, it's a huge privilege. Uh, oh. and, um, and as you can see behind me, I have a bit of a connection with the fact that uh, my grandfather exactly 50 years ago was Lord Mayor as well. That's special. Uh, so that's very special. So I know my ancestor is, uh, is watching me. Watching and, uh, and, uh, and what sort of age were you when you thought, oh, you know what, I'd like to be the Lord Mayor of London? Uh, people ask that question, yeah. and because of the family connection, because I, I could also just add that, which I'm very fortunate, but I am the fifth member of my family to be Lord Mayor since 1913. Wow. And it was only in 2012 that um, when I was walking out of a Haberdasher's Hall after um, a, a dinner there with, with uh, Hillary, my wife, and she pointed at the, at the, at the list of Lord Mayors and the Haberdashers go back, as you know, that's because you're a goldsmith, mm -hmm. uh, goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. And she pointed uh, at the last Lord Mayor of the Haberdashers was my grandfather, and she said there could be a lot of what ifs. Oh. And I looked at her and sort of I said, you know, darling, we've had a, that's a very good dinner, but I'm you sure about this? <laughs> and, and we had discussed it in my early 40s. And, and to be frank, she said, you know, I have no interest in, in getting involved. And it is such a team effort. I can't stress the team approach. And coming on to sort of leadership and discussions mm. we have about leadership, uh, having been a sportsman and I still play cricket and I were, that whole team concept is so critical I'm to success in that. business. I'm really pleased you and, said that. And when I interviewed people when I worked at Merrill Lynch, one of the first questions I used to ask was, "You are you? Do you play sport?" Or uh, I tried to work out that team approach because the individual approach just doesn't work, and you know that. Mm, yeah. Anybody. 
Um, and the other thing that I used to ask, and, and I can honestly tell you, only one person in the interview got the exact word I wanted. And I said, what is the key word, do you think, in the job you do? Uh, and, and by the way, I think this word is the key word in life, and it's called communication. Mm. If you look at everything that we get involved in in life, um, and as you know, I'm deputy chairman, placed to be the mental health charity. Uh, if you can talk, and this is the problem with, with, with what's going on in social media in the world, is the talking is done through text, through email. Yeah. And if I get an email where I think it's, uh, it's you know, you, you can never see emotion. There's no emotion in email. No. You can't tell what they're really thinking. So if I get an email that I think is, um, you know, there, there's something there, do you know what I do? I pick up the telephone. Yeah. I will resolve it by talking. You won't resolve it by email. Brilliant. And I just think some of these things are, are, are really important to the next generation, that when we're bringing up our children, mm. and, and that is how you resolve it. So yeah. anyway, stepping back to why I became lawyer. Yeah. So, my, so Hillary said yes, and um, in 2012, I got elected um, as alderman of Bread Street. And it's been a pretty quick journey, um, and, but it's uh, it's been fascinating. And yeah. it's a, as I said, it's a it's a huge huge privilege. And, and um, leaders like yourself, men and women who've gone on and achieved great things, as I've interviewed them and talked with them, they've been shaped very much by their early life. And uh, you you and I share the fact that both of us lost our fathers. You, you when you were one, uh, when your father died, and myself when I was three, when my father yeah. was killed flying. Um, what, what must have it been like? I mean, it was tough, you know, mother um, remarried um, and then you lost your mother in a, a car crash recently. I mean, those are, those are big moments in your life. I mean, so, if, so with my father, I was one. So yeah. I didn't know him. Um, yeah. um, everyone was incredibly um, um, you know, kind about him and mm. said lovely words. Uh, he was in the army, won the silver sword at Sandhurst. Oh, really? Um, and uh, was a, worked for Henderson Crossway in the city. He was 32 years old. What was uh, his regiment? Can you remember? I can't remember no, his regiment. No, it doesn't no, matter. No, no, no. But anyway, but he, um, but everyone said lovely things, but I was very fortunate. Yeah. Uh, my mother remarried um, my stepfather, uh, who's been known as dad when I was four years old, yeah. who was known as dad, yeah. and is still dad. He's 89 years old. Oh, right. I saw him last night. He's an incredible man. and um, Still in good health? Still in good health, yes. Wow. Um, and then I had my two younger brothers, and one of them is, is Damien Lewis, you know, yeah, and yeah. the other is uh, Gareth, and they're both, uh, and we were brought up as one family, so we all had the same, same mother, but my dad never differentiated in any way. Yeah. I just know him as dad. Yeah. And he's been he's been a wonderful. Man. So in I fact, was we we saw you on a flight. I think Lee and I were in a flight to America, and you were going over to see Damien Lewis, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, in, in was it was it he was doing his filming of Billions. Yeah, right? that's right. So yes, that's right. And we went on very went cool. on set. And very cool. Was, was that a good experience? Great experience. I mean, yeah. You know, and having been in that world, um, you know, uh, everyone I mean, you look at Bobby Axelrod, and you know, there yeah. he is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Running, but it was a great experience. So, no, that must have been a lot of fun. Um, so, anyways, look, I mean, it, it, the, 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 my mother was two thousand and one. It was Valentine's Day. It came out of the blue, and so oh, it, what, what happens there is um, it's that emotional shock. Yeah. And that's another thing which I think we always forget. We take so many things for granted. But the Russell family motto is "Kesara Sara." Um, and I, I've lived by it all my life. And um, I just think, 
you know, you've got to live in the moment. You've got to just enjoy it. And I've, I remember when I was on holiday in Namibia, uh, and they were the, we were doing this sort of rather rather nice flying safari, and uh, it was Helga and uh, and uh, and, um, and um, I, I can't remember the name of the husband. But every time they they got into the plane, they would have a kiss goodbye because you just never know. Wow. So uh, and in a way, that's that's slight. You know, I think when you leave home, mm. you, you you know don't forget to say, give you a hug to your wife, and just because you just never know. That's so important, and I really resonate with it. I've got a a chain, and and it it says, uh, memento mori, remember that you're mortal, that you will die, because we've all got a terminal illness, and it's death, we're gonna die. And and I find that, um, you know, my mother and father were the same, father a fast jet pilot in the fleet air arm. So many of his Royal Navy colleagues were all killed. And and in those days, when you took off an aircraft carrier, you went over the end of it and it didn't even go off to the side. Mm. And so if, if as most of these heavy buccaneers, they land in the water and the ship would just sail right over it. Mm. And and so many of them, or they, they crashed test flying or whatever, as my uncle did. And so both my parents would always say goodbye, knowing yeah. it might be the last time. And of course, in one of them, it was the last yeah. time. I, I think that attitude you have and your family motto, que sera, sera, very wise, because if you don't live in the moment and you don't make the most of every day, you, you waste a lot of your life, don't you? Yeah, so yeah. You, you've really, I mean, you have taken life by the horns and, and you've really done so much. And, it's interesting whether it be a mental health or is it prostate UK? Prostate, yes, and yeah, I was you, chairman, chairman of Prostate Cancer UK and that charity has gone from strength to strength. I wish I could say it was all thanks to me, but no. I think that would be unfair. But you've um, helped. I've helped in yeah. some way. I mean, I think if someone said, if you said to me, what is your legacy of Prostate Cancer UK? I left them with a very good board of trustees. Yeah. We were going through some change, but Paul Forster was the chairman before me and the vice chairman, Ray Kelly, they developed that the big change was one, they merged with another prostate cancer charity. And so there's one big charity out there. And the other thing is that is the, the branding of the little man. Yes, you'll see. Yeah, deal, I thought that was brilliant. And the deal we did with the Football League, so all the league managers are wearing it. So it's always in people's eyes and people can see it on telly. Yeah. And so we've made prostate cancer a, a, a much more um, widely um, understood yeah. um, a cancer. Well, <coughs> one of the things you're exceptionally good at is connections. And so we were just, just talking earlier about the Inspiring Leadership Trust, our charity that yeah. Lee and I set up for vulnerable young girls. Uh, and we've connected, or Lee has connected, not only with the serious organised crime of the Home Office about county lines and yes. drug, drug dealing, which abuses these young girls, but also the uh, Premier League football clubs who, who want, um, through their... Uh, program of kicks they want to have these young girls helped as well yeah. so we've linked with them that's so it's a, it's a small world but well that collaboration oh that's what you're is, so good that, at well, you, that's you, you bring people together well, no, but I think that is, is it's the it is the networking and coming back to what I said um, previously is you know my belief is that if you're invited to anything yeah. you always go to it because as you say you never never yeah. I said you never know who you're ne- you're, you're going to meet So now you've heard from one of the inspiring leaders that I've interviewed, what are you going to do next? If you want to get some more free material, go to my website, jonathanperks.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Jonathan Bowman Perks. And there you can get access to my books, uh, Inspiring Leadership and Top Tips for Inspiring Leaders. But if you want to actually do something about being a leader and constantly improving your game, raising your performance, Get in touch with me about coaching you or one of your team that you want to raise the game for them. It's got to be people who want to be good to great, not people who you're trying to fire. 
And if you're looking for a motivational speaker, get in touch. Or if you want me to work with your team coach, I would be delighted to help you.